welcome to Life Hurts, God Heals. I'm one of your hosts, Kim Ward. And I'm your other host, Kurt Flagel. On this particular episode, we are doing something a little different. We've selected a story that Kim told, which illustrates how we surrender our obsessions to God and walk in the freedom that He has for us. That's really the key to what we've been talking about in the last episode and what we'll be talking about in this episode. The pattern that God has set for us is awareness, which is an invitation to surrender, which leads to freedom. I think you will find this is what Kim's story highlights for us. So let's get started. You know it because you've heard it before, but I mean, I had my own obsession for years with horses and it's part of my story. And I don't even remember if it got covered the other times because there's always so much to cover, (laughs) (laughs) but I literally wouldn't go on missions trips. I wouldn't do anything. And now some of that was because quite frankly, all that stuff was out of my comfort zone and I didn't feel like I had anything to say. But the bigger part was the idea of leaving my horse for a week. Like, actually, I couldn't do it. And I remember going to Youth with a Mission and being in that place because in order to go, I had to lay that down and surrender it. When you get to the point where it possesses you so hard or you possess it so hard, suddenly you find yourself without an identity. You know, I just remember going, well, who am I if I'm not the horse girl? You know, and having to bring that to God and going, okay, you told me to come here. You told me to go to this crazy school where I'm completely out of my comfort zone, almost 24-7. And the only thing I know really how to talk about is horses. And I don't know who I am without that. And having to surrender that and lay that, what, you know, for me was a lifelong dream of working with horses. I mean, Obsession still actually feels like a rather mild word for it because it was it was everything. Whatever future plans I did have, which weren't many, all involved horses. And to go into that and all the anxiety that happened because all of a sudden I didn't have the safety net and having to surrender to God and go, okay, well, then you need to tell me who I am because I have no clue whatsoever. I mean, the first time I said I wanted to work with horses, I was five and I didn't change my mind in the next 15 plus years after that. And I just remember, the first thing I remember him saying is, I love you. I have plans for you and they're good. You have to let this die. It's already dead. And then look and see what I'll do with it. He's like, you're more than just this one thing. But that's the other thing obsession does is it it limits you in ways that you don't understand until you're out of it and on the other side of it. I mean, I still love horses. I mean, God still speaks to me through things that I know and love well, but it's no longer my identity. Mm-hmm. My identity isn't in dead things anymore. And I think that's the beauty of the surrendering to God. It was hard. It hurt like crazy because of how long I'd had that obsession, but it was worth it. Yeah. There's still days I have no idea what the heck he's doing or where he's taking us, at least on some level, you know. I agree. Uncertainty is the problem, right? Is the sense of the unknown. And that's where our fear comes in. And fear then leads us to find something solid to hold on to, to make ourselves feel safe. 
God is the safest place on earth. He is the thing that will always be there, even when these other things end. And they all do end, as we said, but yet he will carry us through to new beginnings and he is safe, safe for us. And the longer I go through this disease, holding on to him through struggling with a disease that will, if God doesn't heal me, will put me in a wheelchair. The ending of being able to have mobility in my legs, a possibility of ending one day, that ending. What I find every step of the way is that I've seen all along the way, God is a God of new beginnings. He is the life. And I wouldn't trade where I am because every time I trust him, he shows how safe he really is. And all um, all other ground is sinking. What is it? What's the lyrics? My hope is built. My hope um, is built on nothing nothing less. less than Jesus Christ, his righteousness. And now my brain is blanking because it then goes into the line that leads to all other ground is sinking sand. Christ alone, the firm foundation would be another one for that. Or my favorite Madeline Langle quote, which is, you know, when you clutch things, you're just left with a fistful of ashes, mm. which is death, which we've, we've already said. And in the uncertainty, there's so much temptation to grab on to all these other things, especially the things we can actually see. Because sometimes our faith, it feels in the moment easier to have faith in things that we can see and that we can control. But in the end, when we grab those things, we're grabbing dead things Mm -hmm. and not the only one that gives life. (laughs) Right. And that's that constant tension of letting go and remembering that we're finite and he's infinite. Mm. And no matter how many times we try to understand the infinite, we're literally not capable of it. No. But his invitation is always to come further up and further in, into relationship with him. Because, you know, I don't have to understand, I don't have to understand something to feel it. Oftentimes we don't understand our feelings or why we're feeling it. But that doesn't make the feeling less true or less real. You know, this is the argument that a lot of people make in their denial of God's existence is Mm -hmm. that they don't understand and it doesn't make sense. But let's be honest, unless you are a scientist who understands things on the molecular level, Mm -hmm. when you sit in a chair, you don't need to understand how the molecules are holding that chair together for you to trust it, that it's going to hold your weight. Yeah. It's actually ridiculous to think that we have to know and understand everything about something to put our trust in it. How many people drive cars that have no mechanical skills or knowledge or experience, right? I I count myself as pretty much one of them. We don't have to understand things to trust them. We do it all the time in a physical sense. How much more true then is that of an infinite God? The beauty of his whole invitation to us is not to understand. It's just to take one step. He doesn't give us the whole picture because we couldn't handle it all because we're finite and he's infinite. The point is one step of surrender today in this moment. That's all. It's not a big thing. It's, it's pretty simple. It may be hard at times, but it's simple. Is surrender your questions and your anxiety and your, and your concerns and your fears and the things you want to hold on to to him and let him speak and he'll give you one step and that's enough 
It's so beautiful. It's just one step at a time. And man, when we walk in that, it makes things so much easier for us. And so much more restful of a journey. Yeah. And that's really what he wants to give us. Life is restful. If you're a weary and heavy burdened and you're anxious, there's an invitation to give that stuff to God. If you become aware, that's your invitation to surrender it. And in that, he can speak rest one step at a time. Everyone can take one step. (laughs) Yeah. Even if it's at a crawl. Yeah. Even an infant is learning, right, to take one step at a time. And even when they fall down, do the parents get mad at that baby? No. They celebrate that the kid took a step. They take pictures. They call their friends. (laughs) That right there is an image of God. Even in our steps, we're going to fall down at times. God is celebrating. You see my kid? Took a step. See my kid? He took a step. All of heaven celebrates and we're missing it. And that's the point of surrender to get keyed in and and become aware of the voice of God celebrating us. Yeah, that's really good. And that also seems like a really good place to stop, at least the story and the discussion that followed. However, I don't know if you notice when it comes to life, but every day there's new lessons. There are new things that God is teaching us. And that's even true of this topic this idea of surrendering our obsessions to God. Even in the days since we recorded this episode, God has been highlighting more and more things, and I thought this would be a good opportunity to expand a little bit on what was shared in this particular episode. The thing most on my mind that God has been revealing is what we mentioned in the introduction, and that is that pattern that God has been revealing to me and speaking over me a lot lately, that pattern of awareness, surrender, freedom. I think that Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 and following really helps illustrate this. And I know I use this particular passage a lot, but it's been powerful for me in this season. And I think here again, it shows its power. The words of Jesus as recorded in that particular passage go like this. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Jesus goes on to say that we could trust that he will give us rest if we come to him. That he will take our burdens off of us if we come to him. And he speaks these next words to give us a source of confidence as to why we can trust him that we could come to him. For I am gentle and lowly in heart. It's taken me years to understand the profound statement Jesus makes here. The heart, at least in our biblical understanding, is the center of a person's being. It literally is the core of who they are. And what Jesus is saying here is the center of who he is, the core of who he is, is gentleness and humility. Just think about that for a minute. I mean, really meditate on that. Hold that in your mind just for a moment. Every time that you've prayed or you thought of God and you felt condemnation 
you felt obligation. You felt like you weren't doing enough. Jesus contradicts those feelings here in a really, really good way. He says, that's not me. That's the accuser, the enemy, the liar. Wow. This is the only place in the New Testament Jesus describes his own being, his own heart, and it's gentle and humble. Gentle and humble. How does that help us understand this pattern that he's given to us of awareness, surrender, and freedom? If Jesus, if he really is gentle and lowly in his heart, humble in his heart, then we are safe with him. He is the safest place on earth. Any thought we have, any feeling we have, anything that's a burden to us, he will not minimize, he will not diminish, he will not mock us over. In fact, the opposite, here in Matthew 11, he invites us to give it to him, to hand it over to him so he can carry it for us. So he's not just a safe place that we can dump all this stuff onto, but he literally wants us to give it to him because he is proclaiming he has the power to carry it where we don't. So think about this. What is the thing that is wearing you out right now? Is it a dream that's not coming to fruition? Is it a struggle you're having in a relationship? Are there insecurities that keep plaguing you? Is there just a general sense of anxiety that you don't even know where it's coming from? Is there a wound that you've carried for a long time that's become a source of shame, an identity statement that you believe about yourself that you have never told anyone and you have therefore never let go of? This is Jesus's invitation to you. He is lowly, he is humble, He is gentle, and you are safe to bring that to him, whatever that burden might be. So if something is coming to mind, anytime you become aware of a feeling of anxiety, anytime you become aware of a difficulty, if you're thinking about it, that is awareness, right? Suddenly you're thinking about something that's been troubling you, maybe even a desire you wish was fulfilled, That is awareness. That is actually God's gift to you. It may not feel like it in a moment, especially if it's negative emotions, negative thoughts. It may not feel like a gift, but it is a gift. Awareness is a gift because awareness leads to the invitation to surrender. There's only one of two ways we can go, right? When we become aware of something that we're carrying. We could either run and hide from God or we could run to God with that thing. And God's invitation, especially demonstrated by Jesus, who is gentle and humble, is to come and surrender it, just to lay it down at his feet. And when we do, as we've been talking about, when we get it off our chest and lay it on his shoulders, the space that thought or emotion occupied within us is now open for that that gentle and humble voice of Jesus to speak encouragement and strength and love into that space. And that encouragement brings confidence and boldness to walk forward in the freedom that he gives us. 
This is what Kim's story is meant to highlight. This is the invitation that God offers to each of us. I hope that encourages you. And if you need more, we have one more episode about surrender. We're not done yet. Next time, we're going to talk about the rewards of surrender. So please join us for part three of this whole discussion on surrender next time on Life Hurts, God Heals. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Life Hurts, God Heals. And if you're curious to know more about us and what we offer, we are part of a larger organization called Elevate Slow, which is a disciple-making movement intent on seeing the good news of who Jesus is and what he's done for us, planted in every culture around the world. If you'd like more information, you can go to our website, elevateslow.com. That's elevateslo.com. And as always, please remember that you are God's beloved, so be loved.